Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we have a listener request, and I am just going to read her request. You know, I love my listener requests. Podcast thought, she says, lately I've been having trouble letting my outside stress, such as work, money, relationships, etc., affect my agility brain. Before, I was able to leave all of that outside when I entered the training or trial facility, but it's gotten really hard and is now affecting the thing I love most. Maybe this is a topic to discuss. Well, absolutely this is a topic to discuss. This is a very human topic. I think we've all struggled with this at one time or another, and that is because, you know, most for most of us, our dogs are, are our dog life is not 100% of our life, right? For most of us, myself included, um, I have other things. I have a nine to five job. I have some entrepreneurial things I'm involved in. Um, I'm not able to say that my dog life is 100%. And so when that happens, and even those of us who have dog lives that are 100% dog, um, you still have relationships, you still have money troubles, you still have life. And so a lot of times when I'm doing one-on-one coaching, we end up getting into the other aspects of our lives because our dogs read all of it. And so when we take our stresses into the ring or walk to the line with our stresses, our dogs pick up on that as well. And so I think it's even more important that we figure out how to establish boundaries, um, set things aside, you know, know that they'll still be there when we come out of the ring and really figure out how to both manage our dog life and our performance lives and give ourselves, put ourselves in the place where we can best perform. Um, There's no question that when we are walking to the line you know, about to run whatever, you know, obedience, rally, agility, anything, and we are thinking about, say, work, there's no way we're giving 100% to that run. And we're sure as heck not giving 100% to our dogs. Okay. And so on one hand, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty (laughs) because um, I know, I know guilt. I grew up with guilt. Uh, I know that. So I don't want it to be a guilt thing. I want it to be an awareness thing. I want you to be aware of what we're doing. And I want you to know that putting stress to the side or your life stress to the side for your dog performance in order for you to be able to perform is a skill. Okay. This is a skill we're talking about. Not everybody can just do this. Not everybody can just shut off one aspect of their lives and turn on another aspect and be fully present in that moment. It takes practice and experience and work and it's a skill. You've got to treat it like you would trying to master any handling skill. Okay. Um, 
And I cannot emphasize that enough because no matter what I say on this podcast, it's, there's no instant fix. And you're, there are some things in here that you are going to have to devote practice to, okay? Um, because there's two things at hand, really. It boils down to really two things. And that is your ability to focus and your ability to set boundaries. And in both cases, when it comes to boundaries well, and focus, it's, it's about um, mental boundaries and mental focus, right? It's not your physical focus or your physical boundaries necessarily, right? You're present, you're in the ring, you're doing the things, you're warming up, you're maybe even going through the motions of your ritual, but your mind is somewhere else. In the case of boundaries, it might be setting a boundary so that your work, you know, you don't bring your phone in. Like I don't bring my phone into the building, especially if I'm trying to quote work, you know, like those Friday trials where I'm kind of working, kind of not. Um, I'm definitely not bringing my phone into the building because I don't want to check an email. I don't want to read an email before I run that might irk me or frustrate me or make me feel like, oh my God, I'm doing the wrong thing. I feel so bad for running my dog today when I should, 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 you know, all those shoulds, should be doing something else. Okay. So when we talk about focus and we talk about boundaries, we're talking about those me- those mental aspects and you can practice and learn those because they're skills. Okay. So let's take, um, let's take kind of a typical day, right? You get up and, you know, life is life. So something maybe happens with your car, something's going on in your life with a relationship, with finances, with something, with work, what have you. And it's taking a whole bunch of your mental energy. This is life. This is real life. Okay. And so, but you know that you are loading up and on your way to the trial. Well, if our minds are somewhere else, these are the moments that we like forget like to put the water in the car, right? Or we forget the fan on an 80 degree day, 80 degree day or you know, we forget to pack our own lunch or something like that because our mind is somewhere else. And so when we talk about being present, we talk about being fully in the moment and paying attention to what you are doing now. And in order to do that, that means letting go of everything else. So anytime your mind is elsewhere, you are not here. <laughs> we can put that on a, I'll need to point that on a pillow. If you are elsewhere, you are not here. So we need to start with that, okay? So we need to start with the understanding or the, I guess, acceptance that everybody goes, yeah, that's me, okay? Because it's all of us. I've done it. We've all done it. I've run a webinar on a Friday from the parking lot of an agility trial because I was, quote, also working, right? Um, By the way, I was stressed as heck because, of course, my webinar was going to conflict with my agility run, obviously, because isn't that Murphy's Law? And so I've absolutely been where you are, where all of us have been and will be again. Okay, but we're going to start with focus. We're going to start with... um, how we build the ability to be in the present. Because if you are in the present, truly in the present, then you can't both be um, getting your dog out of the car, you know, putting the leash on, getting ready to run, and thinking about work. Okay, 
Because I'm telling you, you're only thinking about work. You're going through the motions of everything else. You're able to get your dog out of your car, potty them, and kind of walk to the building because you've done it a hundred times, but your mind is not there and therefore you are not present. And our dogs, because they are so sensitive, they are reading all of that. And therefore, you're more likely to see a mistake in the ring because you're not connected. You are not present. And if I could tell you anything about the secret to being connected, it's to truly be in the moment with your dog, in the same moment alongside your dog. Not in your moment, hoping your dog comes along with, but being in your joint moment in the present together, okay? So we owe them that. And so if we start to prioritize that and we realize like how important it is for us to be present and to just be focusing on the thing that we're doing, the thing that is in front of us right now. And anytime we, an outside thought enters, we just say, thank you. I get back to you after I run. Thank you. I'll get back to you later. Or thank you. That problem will still be here, you know, in a half an hour when I'm done running. Okay. So I want you to start kind of mulling that over because to do that takes the discipline to push those other thoughts out and the discipline to be self-aware and recognize that that's kind of what you're fighting in your head in that moment. Like, yeah, but work and this and that, all this other stuff really needs my attention. It does, but it will be there in 20 minutes, a half an hour, an hour, the end of the day um, when you are done running. Okay. So part one is to like be aware and then realize every time you're thinking about something that is not your dog at an agility trial, you are not being present. Okay. So it, that's an uncomfortable thing to kind of accept, I think, because we all want to think that we're present and that as soon as we have feel a leash in our hands, it brings us back. Now, for a lot of us, we can make that leash be a trigger in a positive sense, a positive trigger that every time I feel a leash in my hand, I'm thinking about my dog. So one thing that you can practice is actually to take one of your leashes. Now, of course, I have a different leash for different sports and different dogs. And I mean, how many leashes and collars do we all have? That's There's probably a meeting for that, um, for that addiction. But um, if I were to put one of a fleece leash in my hand, which is an agility leash for me, then it probably tactically, that tactile response that we have will bring me more into thinking about my dogs. So I could even work on that skill. I could, dare I say, meditate on being present with my dogs by just picking up one of my leashes. And you could probably do that too. We would all get a response from our dogs, okay? Because if you're already giggling thinking, if I pick up a leash, do you know what's going to happen in my house? I do. I do. So maybe you have to be separated from your dogs when you do this. But I would love for you to do this as an exercise because I would love for you to build the connection between having a leash in your hand, any type of leash in your hand, and realizing that like, I need to be present to this leash. This is where my mind needs to focus. I need to feel it in my hand. I need to feel the dog at the end of it. I need to learn to focus on this leash. And 
a really great meditation exercise actually would be to hold a leash, sit, lay down, I don't care, stand up, just don't close your eyes if you're driving. Um, But you could do this while driving if you just stay awake, because this is not a relaxation thing. This is a focus thing. Um, Hold a leash in your hand and just think about your dog and think about your run. Think about what you're doing. Think about where you're going, what you're going to be doing. It's it's not necessarily fully visualizing because I don't need you to really visualize your run or visualize, um, you know, what you're working on, your process goals or anything. Maybe just think about the trial that you're going to and that the fun you're going to have with your dog and the things that you're going to do. Because what I want you to do is I want you to build an association between having a leash in your hand and being completely present with your dog. Okay. And we do that when we sort of anchor or layer behaviors together, it becomes easier. So if you can layer on the physical sensation of having a leash in your hand with um, the idea of being at a trial or even at practice or training, um, you will start to build that association so that as soon as you put a leash in your hand, maybe it's automatically relaxing. Wouldn't that be great? Or maybe it automatically wants you to reach out and pet your dog. Or um, I don't know, maybe you have a hankering for salmon treats. <laughs> I don't know, whatever uh, that evokes in you. But I want you to think about trial and dogs and everything when you hold that leash. So that would be one exercise I would give to you. I know that for me, a lot of times in training, particularly when I pull up to my training building and I get my dogs out and I walk in, I lit- I do call it my happy place. I've, I've probably said that on other podcasts. I call the place where I am able to train my happy place because I find that when I am there, I am fully thinking about my dogs. Now, if I want a really quick way to pull me away from my dogs, I look at my phone. I think our phones are some of the most distracting things that we can have. And I know that we have our phones in the buildings because we want people to to film us, Um, you know, and I think that that's important. I think that, you know, having video feedback is a really important tool. Again, no matter what ring that you're in, we want that feedback. And often we're handing our phones off to other people. But if you're doing that, just know that that's its only job is video or music. I use mine for music. So I am bringing my phone in. I used to leave it in the car 100% of the time, but I'm now, (laughs) I'm now not using my iPod because I don't have an iPod anymore. And I'm now using my iPhone for my music. And as you all know, I listen to music as I walk the course, any course actually. And because I want to put myself in sort of that headspace. And so think about how you're using your phone while you're at a trial. If I say that my phone is only for video and for music, then that's it. No Facebook, because where does Facebook take us? To comparison. No email, because where does email take us? Work or relationships or the other stuff that's going on in our lives or stupid people or what have you, right? It takes us away. So if you are having trouble staying in the present, do not put things in front of you that take you away. Like, don't do it. Like, I don't buy cookies, okay, for my house, because I I might as well just fasten it like over my ears like a feed bag and just dive in because I have no self-control when it comes to sugar, okay? GMI, but it's true. So I don't buy it. I don't bring it into the house. I don't put it in front of me. I don't bring that temptation to me. 
Why would I torture myself that way? So we have to think about, and this is where we get into boundaries, right? I I consider these boundaries. So in my house, there's a boundary. I don't buy it. I don't buy cookies. Um, I might buy something when I'm out, a treat, whatever, but I try to have, I really am pretty good about it, like a rule about not buying sweets for my home. Okay, that's a boundary. So another boundary would be not using your phone for anything but video and listening to music or something while you're at a trial. Okay, Um, if you need to check in with work, because maybe you like me snuck out of work on a Friday, have to run a webinar or something else, then you take your phone, you step out of the facility, you spend 15 minutes on it without your dogs, you go for a walk or do something else or listen to music or something else to clear your head before you come back and re-engage with your dogs. So separate out the activities. Put up, you know, little invisible barriers in between your life as much as you can and um, really try to segment, start with the time right? Or start with the objects like the phone and really start to compartmentalize from a planning standpoint um, your day, right? When I'm in this building or have this leash in my hand, it is all about the dogs, only about the dogs, just the dogs. By the way, you're really incented to do that because isn't that more fun than whatever you're worried about? Like, of course. So, and you know that you're going to do better if you are completely present really focused on your dog and focused on the dog who is with you in this moment. Because we all know just like just like we show up differently every day, our dogs show up differently every day. And we want to make sure we're showing up for them to the best of our abilities. Okay, so setting these boundaries um, about our time, about our attention, about our mental energy is really important to giving you a really good chance to be present when you need to be present. Okay, so sometimes, I mean, using this work example feels a little easier. Great, I can, you know, ignore an email or great, I can put off answering that for a half an hour or even checking my email. I'm only going to check my email, you know, at the end of the day or something like that. Um, You know, that might be easier than say something really hard that you might be going through, like a a hard relationship or money issues or something that's really hanging over your head. Okay. I've been in that spot too, right? Where where something is just, just hanging over my head. And what I will tell you is one of the perspectives that really changed my mind or really helped my mind, I guess is a better way to say it, is that being with my dogs gives me a break. It gives me a break from the the real life, right? It's like uh, escaping. It's it's pulling me away. My dogs kind of demand me to be in the present. They demand my attention. They demand me to be fully in front of them. Um, otherwise, it doesn't work out that well. And so I think too that our problems, those those problems that are really heavy and hanging over our head, are really emotional. Um, maybe even grief, maybe even something really sad, I think that it's okay and we have to give ourselves permission to give ourselves a break from thinking about them to focus on something that can bring us joy. And I think what's interesting about that, just even in listening to myself say that, is that we have to remember 
that we can hold kind of conflicting emotions in a day even or in our hearts or whatever. We can be both really sad or worried or upset. And then we can also be really happy, like running our dogs and petting our dogs and the um, feedback and just the kind of even the chemical reaction that happens in our brains about being with our dogs. So it's okay. If you need permission, I'm telling you, it's okay for you to be both happy with your dogs and appropriately concerned or worried or dealing with some big kind of life event that is going on. What will help you, I promise, what will help you is if you allow yourself a break from the worry, the fretting, maybe the drama or whatever else is really heavy and give yourself a break and let yourself go be fully present. Really can only have one thought in our heads at a time. Okay, we might be able to bounce back and forth really fast. And that's kind of what society rewards as multitasking. But in truth, we can only really think about one thing at a time. So as we circle back to discipline and we circle back to like how we get good at focusing and being present, we get good, first of all, when we decide that it's important and we are maybe in enough pain that we decide something has to change or we see that 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 on the other side is so good that we want that thing. We want to be good at being present. And um, truthfully, it's usually pain that triggers us to change. Um, But I hope that you really want to be present. So that's step one. You have to want it enough to practice it, to prioritize it, to say that, yes, I'm going to get good at this. The second thing is, is, you know, again, we talked, set good boundaries, Set physical boundaries, maybe for your phone or maybe for when you're going to think about something. Think about how you're going to think about your day. That maybe the morning is, you know, as you get up in the morning and as you drive to a trial, you're like, no, I'm going to put myself in the right headspace. I'm going to listen to music or a podcast or something that gets me focused about my dog. You could listen to anything dog related, by the way, and just, it doesn't matter. You'll learn something and you'll thinking about dog stuff, right? Just something to get you in that mental mindset of like, no, I'm here to do dog stuff today, all right? And think about how you're using your phone. Think about what your, what your schedule of the day is going to be in terms of where you're going to focus your mind, all right? Because you may think, you know what, I'm going to get there and I'm going to run my dog, and the whole morning up until, I'm making this up, up until 10.30 is going to all be about my dogs. All be about my dogs. I'm going to get there. I'm going to do my rituals. I'm going to be fully present. Every time I feel that leash in my hand, I'm going to really think about, like, I'm here. I'm present. I'm with my dogs. What are they doing? What are they sniffing? What's going on? How are we performing? Are we doing our rituals? All of those kinds of things. And then at 10.30, about when I think I'm going to be done with my first runs of the day, or again, whatever, I'm making this up, I'm going to allow myself to go back out to the car and check email or think about my problem or go for a walk by myself and try to clear my head or try to solve this or think about something else. And I think part of that is knowing that, look, I'm going to, I, I'm making space. Hey, brain, I'm making space for us to think about my problems but we're going to do that at 1030. Okay. Because we're not going to ruin my morning runs by thinking about it a little bit in doing that, not really multitasking, bouncing of my brain back and forth because it's not fixing anything, right? You're not doing a good job running, but you're also not solving the world's problems. So 
if you can maybe find some discipline around um, allowing your giving yourself a time frame, or we're going to think about that after lunch, or we're going to whatever, whatever. I think sometimes that helps too, because you start to not only set boundaries, but you start to say to yourself, "Hey, I'm not trying to run away from this. I'm just saying I can't think about both of these things. And for this morning, for this time period, it's going to all be about my dog. And then I'm going to take an hour, and I'm going to be." you know, sad or angry or get into the drama or check my email or do whatever it is that is causing me this angst. And then I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to shake it off. And when I come back, I'm going to put a leash in my hand and I'm going to be all about my dogs. Okay. So that takes discipline. That's setting boundaries. I would love it if you would try even if you're doing it in your car, to do some meditation or just some sitting quietly, holding a leash, because I really want you to build that physical attachment to that concept of being present with your dogs and just hold a leash, set your timer on your phone for like five minutes and do nothing but think about your dogs for five minutes with a leash in your hand. It's going to help you later. Okay. So that's a skill because all of this comes down to focus and boundaries, focus and boundaries. Boundaries, you're getting an idea of the ideas that we can set. Focus, our ability to improve our focus is key to performing even under the best of circumstances, okay? Because whether you're going through something or whether your life is as rosy as it's ever been, you still have to build an ability to focus in the present on the job at hand, whatever that is, right? And when something else is getting your focus, even if you you go to a big event and you're socializing too much because, oh my God, I haven't seen you since last year. How have you been? Oh, and you're talking to everybody. Um, I know that has been something like if I'm too much playing too much social butterfly, I'm not really focused on what I'm there to do, right? So anytime we are splitting our focus, anytime we are allowing us ourselves to be distracted, whether it's by negative stressors or by really positive, exciting things like seeing friends you haven't seen in a year, um, it takes us away from what we're there to do. And by sitting and ideally meditating and uh, maybe by, again, building that association between a leash and meditation and being present, we're building our ability to focus. We're building, building our ability to focus while we're in the ring, to stay present for just even a minute or maybe eight minutes, depending on what ring you're in and how long it takes, right? Building your ability to be fully immersed in what you are doing needs to be practiced. And I know it's, you know, we want it to be automatic and we think, oh, it's enough if I just think of that. Thanks for the reminder. Um, And great, if you can do that. I know I can't. The way I build my focus is through meditation, is through visualization, is through kind of sometimes I'll drive in the car with no radio on or or anything and just just sit still, right? Like we used to do in the old days before all that, um, all that you know, when we'd drive in the car and we'd be like, stay on your own side those days. Um, and so we have to practice focus, okay? So it's all kind of interrelated to this, but I hope I've given you both some things that you can do this weekend, right? Like some things with the phone, um, some things with giving yourself some time to think about things and time where you're going to think only about your dogs, kind of split up the day that way, but also to, you know, practice your focus, maybe use the leash meditation idea, um, and think about how you can 
um, be more present and the problems will be there. The problems will be there when you get down with your child, when you get out of the ring um, and just be really mindful of those times where you say, I should be doing something else, right? Even if you sneak out of work, which absolutely I've done, and you get that pull to check the email because you're like, because you feel guilty or you're like, I really should be at work or I feel bad for doing this or whatever, whatever. Look, you already made the decision. So just say, I'm going to check my email in a half an hour. The world will not end in a half an hour. And that's what I'm going to do. And for the next half an hour, I'm going to focus only on my dogs. Okay. So watch out for those shoulds because those shoulds are tricky. They're really, really tricky. They, they, they trick you in with guilt. Um, they trick you in with obligation and all of these things. And the shoulds are sneaky. So be really mindful when you hear, your say, hear yourself saying or thinking um, anything that can, any sentence that contains the word should, that should be a signal to you that something is out of alignment. And if it's true that you probably should be at work, but you've decided to go to this agility trial, maybe I'm personalizing, instead, then that's what you've decided. All right. That's what you've decided to do. So either make it work or don't do it again if you can't handle that sort of, you know, splitting your brain or just, you know, say that like, okay, this is the decision I made. So this is how I'm going to manage my day. And this is how I'm going to make it work. Because I want to go play agility, obedience, rally, draft, you know, water work. I want to go play. And so this is the trade-off I'm willing to make. And this is what I'm willing to do to make that happen. And then commit to it. And then commit to the sort of like time blocking almost in terms of like what you're focused on. All right. I have laid out a whole bunch of ideas. I hope that some, a few, many, all uh, have resonated with you. And what I would encourage you to do is listen to this again. You know, some other weekend when you're struggling with this same thing, other things, some things that I've said are going to resonate differently, or you'll be like, oh, I don't remember when she said that or whatever, or that would work or that didn't work at all. (laughs) Um, And let me know how some of these things are working for you too. Um, But listen to this again, you know, Mark, this is one of those podcasts that you come back to whenever you feel like you're struggling with your focus or you're struggling with something that is taking your attention away. And, um, you know, like, like our listener said, it can happen in training too, but training is a great place to practice focus. So practice leaving your phone in the car, practice saying, you know what, the next hour is all for me and my dog. Um, it's a great gift I can give. You know, just practice those things so that the first time you do this is not at a trial. Unless, of course, you are driving straight to a trial and you are going to try these things out this weekend. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Try to try to work on them in practice. Try to work on them in training. Try to find Make training your happy place and it's the place where you get to shut off the world. You get to walk away from all of it for a couple hours. All right. All right. Let me know how it goes. I love the feedback. Um, I am going to make sure that my email is in the show notes uh, because I want you to reach out to me if you have any questions or ideas for or, you know, even want like some uh, one-on-one coaching or something. So whatever you need, I want to make sure that you can get a hold of me. So. With that, I want you, as always, to have a fantastic week with your dogs, and I will chat with you next week. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.